Hey everybody, welcome to Stock Bites, the show that breaks down yesterday's market movers, last week's volume ads, and tickers that are getting a lot of pub on social media. As a reminder, we are not financial advisors. Please do your own due diligence before you choose to invest. And we are a listener-driven podcast. If there's something that we missed about a company or a specific ticker that you'd like us to discuss, shoot us an email. Stockbitespodcast at gmail.com. Stockbitespodcast at gmail.com. Thanks. Let's get to the show. Everybody, welcome to Stock Bites. I'm George. That's Trey. It is Sunday, July 5th. We're going to take a look at the last, uh, I guess, the top five most traded, most added stocks on Robinhood last week and give our opinion about them. Just a, a quick recap for the week. In order from one to five, you had Workhorse, Gap, Plug, Amazon, and Tesla. Bringing up the, uh, the rear there is the most added stocks of the week on Amazon. Trey, I know that we've on, talked on Amazon or on Robinhood. Oh, excuse me, on Robinhood, yeah. Word. I mean, it's probably the most added on Amazon too. You can get everything on Amazon these days, so yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. My mistake there, uh, Trey. I know that we've talked about Workhorse in the past. They moved last week. They were the number one most added stock the week before. They were number three. They ended the week up one hundred and forty-four percent. That's two weeks of over 100% growth. Their market cap doubled last week from $700 million to $1.5 billion. And just for some reference, Nicola's market cap's up at $20 billion. Um, and, and just as a quick summary, this, you know, they, they focus on last mile parcel and package delivery. They're building trucks and they're trying to sell them to, you know, United States Postal Service, UPS. Uh, and they've also... They also have a drone business, which I haven't talked about in the past, but I, I do want to touch on today. Basically, the drone will sit on top of the delivery truck out in the country. You know, it'll deliver a package to somebody's door and go meet the truck at a, at a delivery house down the road. It's pretty cool. They have a patent for it, and, and we'll dive into that in a second. But Trey, I know that you told me that you played this stock this week. How'd it go for you? I did. Uh, you had a great little uh, stock bite bit on Workhorse, where you just had a nice little segment Uh solo segment on them. Uh, you sparked my interest with this about a week ago. I should have listened then. Um, I broke my rule. I definitely chased a little bit, um, but this company just continues to go up and up. So even though I was chasing, it was a successful chase. Um, I got in right around 1630 a share. Um, it's hanging out at 2019 with the after hours. Um, and it, even though it fluctuates up and down quite a bit, it is continuing to stabilize higher and higher, which is nice to see. Um, I think this could easily be a stock that we all look back on in three months and go, wow, it was only $20 a share. It's up to $50 a share. It's up to $60 a share. Um, I think it started with a great deal of hype. Um, I think that hype has pushed them to get um, a lot of additional investments, a lot of money coming in. Um, I believe it was the, I believe Congress just passed uh, a deal to give um, the Postal Service money to start switching over to electric vehicles, which is a big deal. Um, and I'm not seeing many other competitors to Workhorse. 
But of course, you've got your big ones like Tesla and, you know, Nikola could easily follow suit. But they're so busy with other things and they're so busy with these giant trucks that I really see Workhorse having an opportunity to, um, as their cornerstone for a company, um, building these uh, smaller vehicles that you're going to see on the road every day that deliver your newspapers and, you know, deliver your packages. And uh, I'm telling you, electric vehicles is hot hype wise. And uh, the United States is putting some money behind that hype. So it's, it's looking like a win-win. I'm happy with an average of 16 plus a share. Um, I think this will dance around 20 for a week. Um, and it has huge potential, has huge upside. Such an article over the week uh, talking about valuing stocks and how the story or the brand of a company has become more valuable than ever. And it's reasons, it's one of the reasons why a guy like Warren Buffett is catching a lot of slack when he's just looking at numbers at a, you know, of an annual report, right? I'm just going to value this company based on my intrinsic valuation of the cash flows. We've seen, you know, as we've moved over the last 10 years, the narrative has become a much bigger piece of valuation. Look at companies like Tesla, which doesn't turn a profit. Netflix, which hasn't turned a profit. Um, and, and these are some of the most valuable, you know, Tesla's most valuable automaker in the world now. And a lot of that is because of their brand and their story. I think Workhorse has a great story. And I've personally, I think I missed out on it because I didn't, I, I was putting too much stock into the other side where I'm looking at, you know, just their financial statements and going, what, this company's not making a profit. They're about to run out of money. And in doing that, you miss out on the potential short-term gain. But, and I'll tell you this, and just for everybody listening out there, when, when it comes nut crunching time, when there's a march and there's a coronavirus or when there's a great financial crisis or whatever, or a week of volatility, it's a lot easier to hold your positions if the financials piece is a much bigger reason that the stock is valued the way it is than the story. The story deflates pretty quickly. And just to clean up a couple of things there, their big news of the week, on Tuesday, Workhorse entered into a $70 million convertible note transaction. They received finance, and we had talked about them saying that they were going to run out of money before the end of Q2. Well, they got that taken care of. Uh, the note is convertible at $19 per share. I think it, uh, it's like a 2023 or 2024 maturity. That potentially adds somewhere in the neighborhood of 4 million shares of stock. I've done some digging here. They, they have, I think, something like 70 million shares outstanding. They have 15 or 16 million cashless warrants based uh, that were part of their last financing deal about seven months ago. Plus, there was no warrants issued with this, um, you know, with this financing round this week, but this is a convertible note. So there's the potential for a lot of dilution coming down the road and a warrant is the right, but not the obligation to buy a share of stock. And if it's cashless, that means that the person holding the warrant just goes, hey, I want the stock now. I don't have to give you any money for it. So that dilutes outstanding shareholders. That United States Postal Service bid, that USPS has publicly stated that there's 165,000 vehicles that are going to be replaced. In 2017, Workhorse actually delivered six trucks, prototype testing to the United States Postal Service. The results of that bid are expected to come out July 15th. Hey. They're competing with Mahindra, which is a giant Indian company. They're competing with 
uh, I can't remember off the top of my head, but there's another company that, and both of those companies are way bigger than Workhorse, but they are the only American company that focuses on this last mile delivery truck, I mean, as, a, as an electric vehicle. Reading through their financial statements, I want to throw this at you, Trey. Well, before I, before I get there, the, the other piece of this company that I found really interesting was the drone delivery piece. They just formed a 50-50 partnership with this company called Moog. Moog creates precision control components and systems that control military and commercial aircraft. So be interested to see if the patent that Workhorse has for Horsefly, which is their drone division, can be used in some sort of military application. But reading through their financial statements, they, they say there's, there's two disclosures that they made, and they are currently competing in the electric truck market with companies like Ford and Freightliner. Both are currently selling alternative fuel fleet vehicles. They, they come out and say, both of these companies are a lot bigger than us, have bigger brand names. They have substantially more resources and, and name recognition. And then what was really interesting on the horsefly piece, they come out and say that they're competing against Google and Amazon, who are each working on redefining, quote unquote, redefining the delivery model using drones from a central location, end quote. This would essentially eliminate traditional package delivery companies. So they come out and say that, look, our drone, we're comp in, in the drone service, we're competing against Google and Amazon. In our truck service, we're competing against Ford and Freightliner. And by the way, if the drone service does work, it severely dampens our total addressable market because there's going to be need to be less delivery trucks if Amazon's just flying a drone straight to your house. So, yeah, um, I think we're a little bit of a ways away with the drone market as far as delivery goes. Uh, I do see Google and Amazon eventually, I'm going to say maybe four years at the earliest, start these drone delivery services from location. Um, but I think there's going to be a lot of um, concerns with flying packages through the air. Uh, what happens when I order you know, a MacBook Pro and it's flying through the air and it drops and hits somebody? Uh, before and Roy it gets to my out house. in Oklahoma is, is Roy out in Oklahoma is using it, it for target practice. It out as target practice, exactly. Um, I do love that Workhorse is on this. Uh, I think it's great the name Horsefly again from the emotional side of things. Um, and their idea is that they can uh, take it and have it just deliver packages short distances in rural areas that are difficult to get to with vehicles. Um, I think it's a fun thing that they're doing. It's not why I'm why I'm invested so much into it. Um, I think I think before we get to the droid side of things, we are very much going to need these electric vehicles on the road. Um, so I, I lean on that. I love that they're investing time and trying to figure out the next steps. Um, but I, I think we're going to be in need of package delivery service trucks in the more near future. Um, so I'll hold it for a while. I, I don't see it something I'm going to be holding for the next five years, but I, I think this is going to, I think this is going to jump in the next six months. And I think it's worth, uh, worth keeping investment, uh, that I'm in, I'm in relatively cheap. The new stabilization, like I said, is at 20. Um, I'm just below that. So I'm in, I'm in for the long run. I'm ready for the ups and downs. So on Tuesday, uh, looks like the stock was about 1968 a share, and it opened Wednesday uh, 15 a share. So what is that? 
down four, four and a half dollars. That's down 25%. What happens like that? What happens to you next week if that happens again, if there's a 25% drop one day? Mm, I'm in pretty big. Um, if I if I had a small position and I had faith in the company, I would buy more. I would average down um, and maybe, maybe add 25% more to my position. Um, however, just with the funds that I have in the market right now and with the other positions I'm playing, um, if it drops down to 15, I'm still pretty comfortable um, because it didn't. It dropped for a little bit and then very quickly went back up. Um, I really, I truly believe that the new stabilization is going to be around 20 um, because it went way up above 20. It, it's dancing. I mean, this stock is definitely dancing, um, and that comes with the hype behind it. Um, but even if it drops to 15, I'm pretty comfortable. And if it drops lower than that, well, you know, at that point, I'm I'm tied to the anchor, and I will uh, ride that pony, ride that horse all the way to the to the end. Um, Traffic but, um, goes down with the ship. You better believe it, especially, you know, if it drops, if it drops, you know, for some reason it's at $7, you only lose when you take it out. So I'll, if, <laughs> if it's a serious drop, I'll, uh, I'll hang tight, but I'm, I'm pretty happy with where I am. I probably buy a little more at 15. Don't panic. Moving on. Next up, the second most added stock of the week was Gap. Tickers GPS, 46,000 Robinhood users added last week on top of 35,000 Robinhood users the week before. Not as stellar weekly performance as Workhorse. Opened the week at 12.07, closed Thursday at $12.28. A very modest gain on the week. And again, all this hype and publicity is coming off a deal that they just signed with Kanye West, who recently announced that he's running for president. Maybe the internet has fooled me. I don't know if you saw that, but. Kanye's going to be designing adult and kid clothing that will be available next year. The shoes, the Yeezys, are not going to be sold at Gap. From a news standpoint, Wells Fargo came out and boosted their rating on Gap to overweight with a price target of $19. Just as a reminder, we, we covered this last week, but in the first quarter of this year, this company did lose $900 million, negative 60% gross operating margin. They had a billion dollars in cash. They came out and had to issue two and a quarter billion dollars in notes with pretty steep interest rates. So with that being said, Trey, did you play this? No, I continue not to play it. Uh, and I think at this point, it's absolutely chasing. I think it's a very volatile market. I think this is truly just off the hype of Kanye, um, which is great hype. Love Kanye. Uh, but it's if it's if you knew about it three days before they made it public, awesome. That would be the time to get in. Um, anything at this point is chasing, and I think the risk is higher than the reward. Why would why would Wells Fargo come out and overweight this to nineteen dollars? What is Wells Fargo doing? I mean, they're all over the place. Charlie Sharp, I do love him as a CEO, and I see uh, I see faith in Wells Fargo in the future. But I'm not listening to any banks on anything right now. The amount of times I've seen them say buy a stock and have it drop, or hold this stock, it's overvalued, and then watch it continue to go up. Um, I have less and less faith with the uh, 1% bankers and their uh, labeling of stocks. And that's the heart in me. That's the emotional investor in me. I think, uh, you know, Wells Fargo included in their analysis that the, uh, you know, the stock price didn't reflect the company's real estate holdings. I don't know. If you look at the Robin track, it looks like bag holding has begun as the number of users has spiked past the stock performance and that's typically what we see when you know a bunch of people lose money on a stock next up we got plug power third most uh, third most added stock of the week and trade this one is really interesting to me i'm uh, 
I might have to come out and do another short on this one this week because I can't figure out their balance sheet. And uh, I'll touch on that a little bit later. But 34,000 Robinhood users added this last week, bringing the total number of people who hold plug on Robinhood to 381,000. That's more than Tesla and Amazon. It was up 24% over the last five trading days. It closed Thursday at $9.10 per share. And this company makes basically everything hydrogen related. They make forklifts for Amazon and Walmart. Uh, they make electric vehicles. Excuse me, they supply hydrogen to electric vehicles and data centers and they, you know, wireless infrastructure. And it's a little confusing, but uh, they did have some positive news. Uh, Morgan Stanley raised their price target to $8.50. Uh, Wainwright, another investment bank, raised their price target to $14. Trade, you play it? So this is one that I had kept my eye on. I had previously owned it. I sold it for a very small profit. Um, and then I watched it continue to grow. And I broke my rule. I chased just a little bit. Um, it was good to hear you give that summary, because I'll be honest with you. Um, I only looked into this after seeing such hype in electric vehicles. I went, okay, if uh, these new hydrogen um, hybrids and um, electric vehicles that are literally plug in the wall charging type vehicles, um, what would be a subsidiary stock that is cheap and that people would be chasing? Um, and this is another emotional thing. The ticker for plug is P-L-U-G, baby. It's very easy to look up. It's very nice easy. It's easy to be a hot topic on Twitter. Um, every time they, every time a new electric vehicle company takes off, um, plug is uh, tends to receive a little bit of that that hype. Um, so yeah, it's nice to hear that um, they're talking about a, about an eight fifty a share. Um, so what they're looking at is what it was uh, valued at. Um, it's dancing right around nine dollars right now, um, and I think it's. I think this is a short-term play for me. I, I don't know a whole lot about the company. I, this is truly a hype play. Um, it's worked out for me so far. I've made a nice little profit off of it once, and I'm doing it again. Um, this is one that I would probably buy a little bit more if it dropped, but I am comfortable with the position of it at nine because this, this could easily drop very quickly on bad news. This could easily take off with good news. I think this is truly an emotional stock. It's an emotional ticker, um, which these days with retail investors is, uh, is just, like you said, is just as important as the number sheet. You know, last month it was gambling. It was, you know, Penn, DraftKings, Flutter. This month it's electric vehicles and Plug is seeing uh, a lot of the benefit of that. Their net revenue, is a, it's an interesting company to me. They were deemed an essential business and were able to stay open during the coronavirus. And they have on their website that they plug products, move 25% of the retail food and groceries in the US. They have deals with both Amazon and Walmart that power, uh, excuse me, not, not Amazon and Walmart. They have a deal with Walmart that powers their hydrogen trucks or somehow powers their vehicles. I, I'm, I'm still digging into this. Uh, on June 18th, they closed on a deal with United Hydrogen. United Hydrogen creates hydrogen and ships it. So Plug's trying to become, they're moving toward vertical integration. They want to be everything in the hydrogen stack. They also closed on a company named Jenner ELX. If, 
a PEM electrolyzer manufacturer, whatever that means. Uh, essentially, that these electrolyzer electrolyzers somehow make the hydrogen cheaper to produce. So they're trying to control the costs, vertically, vertically integrate. Their net revenue doubled in Q1 to $41 million uh, from you know year over year. They still lost $37.5 million in the quarter. Wow. And here's what I can, here's what I can't figure out. I cannot figure out this company's sales system. And I, if, I apologize if I stumble over this. Let's say that I'm Plug and you are Walmart. Hello. Right? And hello, Mr. Walmart. <laughs> I, I pitch you, well, look, we want to power your, your trucking fleet. You know, we have this cheaper way to do it. It's more energy efficient. So, and you say, great. But instead of buying it from me, you bring your banker in, Wells Fargo, and go sell the sell my product to Wells Fargo, and then you, me, plug, lease it back from Wells Fargo, install it at my place, Walmart, and operate it for me. And every year you have to pay Wells Fargo to, to operate your own business that you sold to them. On top of that, Let's let's just say that you sell it, that I sell it to Wells. This is getting confusing with all the pronouns. That plug sells it to Wells Fargo for three hundred million dollars, and then Wells Fargo leases it back. Wells Fargo makes me plug because I'm a very young company. Story is a, most of my valuation, not fundamentals. I'm losing money. You, Wells Fargo, make me keep the cash that you just gave me in reserve to satisfy the lease payments. So I sold you the product, but I can't use the money that you gave me in my day-to-day -day operations of my business. And it costs me money now, right? The lease payments to go operate Walmart's hydrogen stations. Does that make any sort of sense to you? Not a bit. Couldn't even, couldn't even begin to dive into how or why <laughs> it's doing that. It doesn't make I don't get it either. And so my, I need to, you know, I'm still trying to figure this out. How do they recognize revenue, right? When I sell it to you at Wells Fargo, do I recognize 300 million, even though I can't use that money because it's in the bank? Or do I recognize 25% of that? It's confusing. So right now, this is definitely a story play. You know, the, they, are, they are a company with products. They're real. And like some other companies that we may or may not have talked about, but they are losing money. They're in a very young industry, the same way that Netflix or Tesla or whoever was, you know, they're hoping that the cost of these, uh, you know, as technology progresses, the cost to operate these things fall. And, you know, it's a great story. I'm still trying to figure out how they make money. So fourth and fifth of the week, we had Amazon and Tesla. I think people know what those are. Do you have anything to say on those? Nope. Fractional shares doing great things for uh, Robinhood and having these crazy um, monster companies make the top five. Um, very easy to throw in 50 bucks into Amazon or Tesla and, you know, turn into 75 in a couple of days. So um, it's a it's a great it's a great fractional shares on Robinhood is an awesome tool. Um, and I think that's why we're seeing these make the top five. All right, let's get to a couple segments here. Bite marks of the week. Yes. Uh, yeah. So mine is uh, Kitov Pharmaceuticals, KTOV, is the ticker. We talked about it a little bit last week. 
um, pharmaceutical, pharmaceutical company that is uh, doing wonders. Pharmaceutical? Pharmaceutical. I mean, they just reek, man. They're just pharmaceutical. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we have a, we we dove into this quite a bit in our last episode. So if you want to know more, that's definitely one to look into. Um, but they were expecting news. Um, a little bit of news was dropped. Um, I thought it would be bigger than it actually was. It reacted. What was the news? Um, the news was is that they are debt free and that they have time to make decisions when finding partners for their new pharmaceutical drugs. Um, and that uh, there's going to be a vote. There's going to be a vote soon to give the CEO raise of shares. And uh, we are all on Twitter going, we're all going to vote no unless he raises the stock price. And it's promising that he wants to get paid in stock shares um, because that's the idea is that he thinks the stock price is about to go up. <clears throat> they had direct sales offerings of um, shares for about 25 cents more than what it's going for right now, um, which is another promising sign that they expect this stock to go up. Uh, however, uh, he dropped the news. The stock went up from a dollar to about a dollar five. I thought it was about to take off. I jumped in for about $500 more at 105 and it quickly dropped back down to 90 cents to hang out there for the rest of the week. Uh, so it, I was expecting a bigger jump we're all waiting for the jump and I was trying to catch what I thought was a stock that was going up and then it went back down. Uh, so I have, I have <laughs> lost, lost money in the position. However, I think, I think this is going to be one that I'm knock on wood going to be celebrating a week from now, two weeks from now. Um, definitely by the end of July, I think this is going to no. be this, this stock is going to be worth a lot more than it is right now. Uh, but yeah, definitely bit me as I was chasing at 104 and it dropped to 91. Yeah, close the week at 93, down 26% over the last five trading days. Uh, they did have some, you know, everybody was expecting them to announce a, a partnership and the hype was that they were gonna partner with Merck on this new cancer drug. They didn't announce it. Instead, they came out and announced that they have enough money to make it four years. By themselves, yeah. Right. So. Good news and bad news. You know, bad news is, you know, there's this didn't happen. It was negatively impacted the stock price. We got to wait. You know, devil's advocate is saying, look, maybe they weren't getting the deal that they wanted from Merck. And instead of being forced into a combination that they don't believe in, they said, to hell with that. Let's pay off this debt. Let's release that we can hang out for four years and you guys can come to us or whatever. Right. You know, so. I don't know if this is going to pop by the end of the month. It's really dependent on what their next PR is. If they've identified a company that they're going to merge with and it won't pop until they do. I think. I'll see you in a month. I, I hope it's, I hope it's a month. Uh, I think it's, a, I think the stock itself is in a lot of trouble. If it's not this month, I think a lot of people will pull out being bored with it. Um, yeah. I definitely have too much tied up in it, which is keeping me from being able to invest in other things that are doing well. Um, so I might pull a little bit out of my position. I might pull out 25% just to be able to have some uh, cash to play some other options. What was your bite mark of the week? I got stung by DraftKings. I got stung by Nicola. But these aren't um, – you know, I'm not trading them. These are just positions that I'm holding. I'm, uh, I think that there's just 
like obviously time in the market is really good. And if you hold things over a long period of time, they tend to go up. Uh, but there's a lot of concern about our sports going to come back. People are getting, you know, these athletes are getting coronavirus. Is this actually going to be able to happen? And I think DraftKings stock in the short term is going to live and die with whether or not the NBA, baseball, and football come back. Nicola, on the other hand, it's just you, you knew it was going to be choppy when you got into it. They don't have a product. They have no revenue coming in until next year. It's, there's going to be short-term fluctuations, and I'm totally fine with that. But, you know, they were both down in the same week. And again, uh, Bite Marks, sponsored by KTOV, creating bag holders since <laughs> June 29th, 2020. Yep. Next up, Sweet Tweets. Shout out to a handle that called a big win or helped us with a deep dive this week. Trey, what do you got? Yeah, this is a, this is a guy that not many people follow, um, but and he follows a lot of a lot of um, bigger people that are doing very similar thing. Um, and he made his first attempt at a deep dive. His name is Dan Holy, H-O-L-Y. Talk about a holy last name at Dan the Holy. Um, and he did such a good job, such got so many retweets off of uh, his first deep dive. He, he worked on uh, KTOV and KTOV and IDEX, I-D-E-X. Um, and he got a great reaction, great response to that deep dive um, that he's continuing to do more. He saw his followers go up. Uh, just somebody that's articulate, uh, is not biased in his opinion, and lays out fascinating facts and short threads. So uh, shout out to Dan Holy. Tough week for Dan Holy. IDEX and KTOV. Oh, uh, it was a IDEX he doesn't have a position in. The other KTOV he does. Uh, he got in early um, and is still holding on to it. So he hasn't, he hasn't lost any money, but he expressed why he was holding his position um, and had a vote for the um, popular stock from Dudu Deep Dive and did IDEX. So uh, he, uh, he was articulate with his thoughts and uh, he isn't in the red. So I'm uh, giving him a somewhat of a shout out. I'm, I'm just happy with the whole stock market. Yeah, out of boy, Dan. Yeah. Good work, man. At Dan the Holy. I'd love to interview you. <laughs> yeah, come on anytime, man. Reach out. Let's Say talk hello. about how you, how, I'm, so, I'm so curious about how people find these little stocks. You know, out of the tens of thousands that are out there, it's, it's really curious to me. And I'd love to get a guy who does it on. Absolutely. All right, to, uh, to close out the show here, did I miss anything? Uh, we got to go. Yeah, we, uh, we had our competition of stock for the week, and we got to pick oh, a new one. What was that one called? Um, I can't remember. Bite bet. Bite what do you bet. have to do? What do you have to do because you lost? I don't know. Uh, I think we're going to leave it to the audience. We'll leave it to the listeners, and uh, they can decide something something embarrassing that I have to do. Um, I will, I will rem remind people that I live in Dubai. I can't do too many crazy things publicly. Uh, but if you come up with something good, I will uh, record it and post it uh, to our social media. And just as a quick recap, you chose Peloton. Peloton, uh, over the last five trading days, up 1.89%. I chose yep. C, S-E. Over the last five, uh, five trading days, up 12.75%. Runaway victory. You got me good. Georgia up one to nothing. Let's take that to the bank. Do you have a... So I guess I should get first pick this week, right? Sure. Since I'm the Go winner. Yeah. Winner takes ball. 
Um, and I have not really thought about this, but I do think Facebook's going to have a really good week this week. And this company is, man, I've stayed away from them because my own personal bias toward the, the, you know, their product, but it, I was, I was mistaken to do that. Right. I ignored the story and they're, they're a powerhouse. They're in virtual reality, augmented reality, every country almost except, you know, outside of China and the world. Uh, they have WhatsApp, the number one most uh, used messaging app in the world. They have Facebook messenger, the number two most used messaging app in the world. Yada, yada. People are backing out. Zuckerberg was right. They're going to be back in 30 days. And uh, they had a nice little sell-off. I was able to pick some up around two, 218 a share. And I think it's going to have a great week. Cool. Uh, if you're going to pick a monster, I'm going to pick a monster as well. Um, this is one that I regret not getting in on at $200 a share because I thought it was too much. And they just continue to crush and crush. It is Lululemon. L-U-L-U. Lulu. It's $300 a share right now. But Lululemon just made the best investment. Um, and I don't know they if bought it's somebody. To, Who did they did. buy? They bought Mirror, which was created yeah. by a New York dancer. Um, this is an this is a reason Peloton went down this week, I believe. Uh, but it is a huge at-home product um, that is going to do more than just exercise. You're going to be able to try on outfits. You're going to be able to place reservations at restaurants. Um, and this is such a smart move by Lululemon. Will it reflect in their stock this week? I'm not sure. Um, I'm shocked they were a little bit down on Thursday. So they're dancing right around 304 for the week. Um, but if people start to realize how big of an investment this was, um, I see this stock going higher and higher and higher. Um, so it may not be the stock of the week. We'll find out. If I could do a stock of the month, it would. I would bet my life on it. But uh, we'll see how Lulu, L-U-L-U, does this week. Can somebody That's ask their that. CEO to say that big women shouldn't use the mirror product? Say that again. Do you remember when, you remember when he came out and said that, that their pants aren't made for fat people? Oh, that was so long ago. Uh, Chip is his name. He was the, he was the founder, of CEO, uh, founder of Lululemon. I uh, quickly became a board member after those comments. And the, it's a whole... <laughs> they kicked him out? It's a whole other company now. And not that he was a bad, not that he was a bad person, but uh, it was definitely a bad comment. They got a lot of bad rap on it. Um, and you could, you could, you could see through the stretchy pants. I mean, as in yoga class, it was like, oh, that's the color of your underwear. Um, we just didn't tell them. We, I guess we should have spoken up a little earlier, us boys. <laughs> Chip um, did. <laughs> yep, Chip definitely spoke out. Um, but that was a very long time ago. I actually, uh, disclaimer, have worked for the company. I am an ambassador for them as well. Uh, they just sent me to France last year um, for a big yoga convention in the Swiss Alps. So it was absolutely wonderful. Love this crew. Love this company. If I had a million dollars, I would invest a million dollars in Lululemon. Uh, big shout out for their purchase of Mirror. That was well yeah. done. All jokes aside, I wish I had bought after Chip came out and said that. I've been super jealous of the <laughs> stock ever since. Um, you know, it was down. I remember it falling down into the fifty or sixty dollar range when that happened, and it's up to three hundred and four. What else do we got? So you're going to wrap it up. Yeah, going Peloton. Wrap it up. That's what she said. 
And uh, <laughs> to close the show, remember when? Oh, remember when? Uh, you remember I when? Last, I went first last time. You got to do. You got to do your remember when first. Oh, I got mine. Go ahead. Do you remember when uh, my dad in the garage built us wooden swords and dinosaur wooden shields? Hell yes. I had, I had a Triceratops one, I think, or in there. I think I, I had think a Stegosaurus. Had a Stegosaurus, yes. Yeah. Yours was red, mine was green, and we had sword and shield. Shield even, like, like wrap it on your arm and, like, wear it. Badass. And, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We had sword and shield fights. This was right around the time that A Knight's Tale came out, I think. Yeah. We're pretty close to it, so. Oh, yeah. On it. How how many tears do you think those caused? <laughs> I don't know, probably once a day for six, uh, it was two months. Over under six million. <laughs> <laughs> probably somewhere around there. I was an only child. I was kind of a bit of a baby. So it's probably probably good for me. Yeah. Do you remember knocking my sister's teeth out with a hockey stick? Or is that I is that just do. in my brain? Her, you 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 paint it with teeth have fallen out. Uh you did it with the baseball bat one. No teeth were hurt in this uh I do did remember you, the hockey stick. It was we had a, we played on the street, um, on shoes. Sometimes on rollerblades, but mostly just on shoes. Yeah. And we had a rule where you couldn't um, raise the stick behind you and then slap it. And I raised that stick behind me and I hit her with it, and it was bad. It wasn't on purpose, Kate. It was Kate, plus Kate. That was not on purpose. I love you, Kate. I'm sorry about that. Yeah, we one year for Christmas we got. 30 hockey sticks. Yeah, that's right. And some pucks. And to a bunch of 12-year-olds, that was the shit. That was a good time. <laughs> Phil Street was lit back in the day, man. It sure was. It was a great We street. used to just go run and, and you know, it's 100 degrees, didn't care. And uh, I'm sure that we smelled god-awful whenever we awful. came back inside. But... Oh, for sure. From sunrise to sunset, we would be out on that block in the whole suburb. Shout out to Bel Air. Well, uh, on a closing note, uh, we did hear back from Mark, the middle-aged white foot masseuse in Amsterdam. Is that where we were? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he doesn't appreciate his characterization last episode. <laughs> so we, uh, we apologize, Mark. We really enjoyed your service. Thank you. Uh, did you say we got it? Did we get a question on Peloton? Or did somebody write in? Actually write yeah, in? I was hoping you forgot about that. So the, the question was, what happens What happens if, uh, if coronavirus, not if, but coronavirus has caused a bunch of unemployment, and that number is going down, but what happens if coronavirus, you know, whatever economy stagnates and people can't and aren't spending three grand on a bike? Yeah. What happens to um, Peloton then? Right. I think uh, that if the coronavirus starts to come back, we've already seen gyms close down permanently. Um, your local 24-hour fitness or LA Fitness may no longer be there. Um, it is true that these bikes are expensive. They do have down payments and layaway projects for it. And they're also discussing a cheaper bike. Um, and I think exercise is one of the things that people will really reflect on if they're willing to spend it. Um, and I think people are willing to spend it on Peloton, especially when they no longer have a gym membership 
And we've already gained the weight from the first lockdown. If we get locked down again, uh, I think exercise will continue to be an important factor. Um, so they understand that they're expensive and they're doing their best to change that. Yeah, and the reason I thought I was in this, I guess let me give some credit here. This goes out to Lewis in North Carolina. All right, Lewis, Lewis asked that question out. and then um, asked that we talk about how Peloton recognizes revenue, which I didn't dive into, and I'll have to come back to you on that. But yeah, we'll get into that. You know, if if are they counting the whole three grand at once, or are they spreading out the the lease payment, and, and how does that work? Good we'll, question. Yeah, we'll figure especially that the out. Month, monthly memberships as well uh, to the subscription. So that's uh, that's something we definitely need to dive into. That'll be my homework for the week. I look forward to looking into that. Yeah, they did have some good news. They launched their app on Roku. Yeah, so yep. Peloton, they have these bikes, and uh, you don't need a bike to tag along with them. They have their own like body fitness stuff, and I think the app's thirteen or fourteen bucks a month. But Trey, hey George, it's been good, man. It's been it's been fun. It's been real fun. Thank you for staying up late. Absolutely. Thanks for uh, getting up early. I did get up early today. I'm proud of you. Yeah. Keep on keeping on, baby. And By I will the way, see you. Uh, we'll close it on this. I'm rocking a goatee right now. Ooh. A goatee is a lifestyle choice that it I'm is. not sure I'm ready to commit to. You know, can, can you think of Clay, Tops, like Clay Thompson? Picture him in your head. Can you imagine him without a goatee? I don't know. Yeah, it's just kind of become part of who he is now, isn't it? You have to commit to this thing, and I don't think I have that level of discipline. I'll do it when I'm shaving, just for like five minutes, laugh at it, and then shave it off. So uh, I commend you for I commend you for walking out of the bathroom with it. Let's see how long you can hold on to it. Hey, maybe that's my punishment for the week. I gotta wear some stupid facial hair. Oh, great idea! Oh, you gotta yeah, look like I, Captain Jack Sparrow. I'll give it 48 hours online and uh, the craziest, craziest option I will, uh, I will do. Tie your shoes, got a red dress on. Gonna light the fuse, stay out till dawn. Whistle blows at the factory downtown. He changes his clothes, he's gonna paint the town. Trey, senior citizens are citizens too. I don't know, man. Hey, I, hey I, everybody. Welcome to Stock Bites. <laughs> no, should we cut that out? Yeah. So Barbara made At a least. good point. She was like, you either have to go back and delete the Jew joke from last week or you have to do it every week because people, if you just leave it in <laughs> one, people are going to think Trey's racist. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. Okay. Not nah, least my concerns. <laughs> least my concerns. <laughs> Uh, but at least give me a chance to respond. If you're gonna, if you're gonna drop it, you gotta give me some sort of second right. bite to say something back.